Hello there, and welcome to a very special Here's Johnny's Reviews. And for this one, over the next several weeks, I shall be putting out my failed second podcast, the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show. As I and my co-host spent a good amount of time on these podcasts, so I thought, why not slap it on this podcast and see what happens. Now, remember, these were recorded several months ago. So and none of the links for the Shocky Horror work. So please don't try to look it up on the internet. However, the other links should work. Anyway, enjoy. Welcome to episode 9 of the Shocky Horror Podcast Show. The movie review podcast that no one asked for, but is getting anyway. I'm your host, Johnny T. And no movie is safe from me, whether it be B to Z. With me, as always, is my cohort and co-host, Eric from Hendrit. Eric here. I'm more happy to be on this episode than the last one, I'll say that. Yes, that last one was a absolute stinker, so hopefully this one washes the taste out, you know? It won't take much, but yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tonight, we're covering one of my partner's favorite 80s movies, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This is one that I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen it since childhood. It's been that much. Mm. Yeah, I must say, actually, I actually love this movie. It is so bad; it's actually quite good. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's one of the it's, it's a it's a blast. That's for sure. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fun. With its tongue firmly in its cheek, this is a good time B movie, and I love a good time B movie. If it knows it's it's a bad movie and runs with it, it gets high praise from me. So I'm in for this one. Yeah, um, once I saw this one was going to be on the schedule, I'm like, yeah, we're doing this one as soon as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So before we dive into the candy floss and popcorn, let's do Fearful Fortnite. What did you watch of seen podcasts? Um, well, I've cut down on the movies just a little bit. I've actually been catching up on Gotham. Um, I finally made that to the middle of the second season um, on Netflix. Really enjoying that. We've been watching uh, Nailed It, which is like a worst oh, bakers yes. of of the world type show on netflix we like to watch that's a lot of fun uh movie wise um well i watched microwave massacre which is as good slash bad as it sounds it's about basically a man who kills his wife in the heat of passion and then becomes a cannibal Mm -hmm. um we watched uh dr otto and the riddle of the gloom beam which is an earnest movie without being an earnest movie and we don't have enough time on this podcast to even discuss that one. <laughs> no kidding. Um, I watched uh, I watched the first of the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movies because I like it. <laughs> I, I, I know your opinion on that one, Johnny. Mm. And uh, just yesterday I watched because same reason, because the hell with you guys. I enjoy it. I watched Terminator Genesis and I still enjoyed it a lot. Okay, then. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, me, I watched a fuck ton of movies this, this fortnight. Oh, my God. Let me see. I watched Transfers with the Elvira commentary, thanks to the 13 of Elvira, which is interesting, which is on Amazon Prime. Night of Living Dead, Scrooged, my personal favourite Christmas movie. Beyond the Gates, which is a terrible uh, wannabe 80s kind of slasher movie with, that was named Barbara Crampton. And it's kind of bad. The Right with Anthony Hopkins basically playing Hannibal Lecter as a priest. Uh, uh, I, yeah, that one looked horrible. Uh, it's, yeah, it's all right. Night of the Demons, Priest, Child's Play 2019, which I fucking hated. I mean, uh, everything's just wrong with that movie. <laughs> From the kids to the 
ugly ass doll to that terrible CGI and the awful script. It's just terrible. Madman, which is a early eighties clone of Friday Thirteenth Part Two in particular, which is fucking terrible. Jason X, one of my personal favourite Friday Thirteenth movies. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, to find out all the fuss is about, and it's not as great as what it makes out to be. And two movies that I watched because of your second podcast, Big Mus- uh, Big, Big Muscle, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Money Hustlers, and Big Money Rustlers, which are ICP movies. Mm-hmm. And the second one is better than the first one, in my opinion. I loved the second one, made me laugh out loud because. The sheriff person, what's his name? Uh, the scarier one from the Insane Clown Posse? Uh, Shaggy Too Dope. He, I think he's a oh, sweet sugar wolf or something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah, he had, does a pimp slap and mm-hmm. that made me laugh constantly through that movie. So I would give it a watch actually. And I just watched a movie called Cut from 1999-2000 starring Mogering Wald and Kylo Minogue. And it is as bad as you think. <laughs> Just leave it like that. On to what interesting pieces of information I found about this movie. The masks were later used in Ernest Scared Stupid. They were painted brown. I think three or four Shit. of them were used as troll masks. And speaking of ICP, they sampled dialogue from this used in a song called The Stillness on Joker's Cart. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> The Joker's card is just a collection of different albums. Like I don't recognize that that song title. On to the movie itself. Uh, with a budget of two million dollars, this thing pulled in unknown. I hate it does that. Why could you put a body numbers on a bloody thing? The cast: Grant Kramer, Suzanne Snyder, John Allen Nelson, John Verne, Michael Segal, uh, what am I? Peter Lagasse, I think that's pronounced his name, and Royal Dano. The director, Stephen Chiddle, of the plot. A small town in America is invaded by aliens that just happen to look like clowns. Their UFO is shaped like, what else, a big top. Also, their weapons are from this, has a circus flair, such as uh, living popcorn and candy flosseries. Two teens find out about the invasion and the plan of the aliens to kill all the townsfolk by wrapping up in acidic candy floss and sucking them dry. Can the local sheriff help the teens stop the aliens? Or is it curtains for them all? Find out here. So let's crack that whip and tame this beast. Let's God, do it. Possum. Yeah, that possum was terrible. That's <laughs> <God>. okay. <laughs> oh my God. I sounded better when I was writing it last, uh, actually this morning. First thing I want to talk about is the theme song written by the Dickies Killer Clowns. They wrote this song without even saying the script. They just got it from the title, The Killer mm-hmm. Clouds, but it was added much later. But I love that song, but it's just oh. so, I don't know, punk I, rock? I, I, um, I think they're a little bit of punk rock. I mean, I, I, I told you offline, I did have the, the EP album of this, which was this song and like maybe three or four more. Absolutely loved the entire album. They're one of those... Uh, they, they they don't take themselves seriously especially if you've seen the music video for killer clowns it's um it's so bad it's good catchy song catchy album absolutely loved at least that album of the dickies okay then. okay like i said i have never actually heard of the dickies or saw the music video so i'll look it up tomorrow 
Um, oh yeah, you definitely need to. Okay then. Okay. Then. Once, as I says, the original title was, was supposed to be Killer Clowns, but they changed it because they didn't want to ha- have the whole stigma of a slasher movie, so added from outer space. And this was Killer Clowns well before Pennywise and all the other uh, Killer Clown fads. So there we have it. <laughs> I love the poster for this. It's just a clown spinning the world like a basketball on, it, on its finger. I love that poster. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I got the DVD right here. This one's a little different. It's just um, one of the major clown, like their head like in the middle of outer space, and it's got the two leads. But the tagline was, you know, it's taking a play on, on aliens, like in space no one can hear you scream. The tagline mm-hmm. for this is, in space no one can eat ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a terrible pun. <laughs> oh, but I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> that's so bad. Oh, yes. I want to talk about another thing I want to talk about this movie is this is supposed to be a college town. Why don't I have two cops? <laughs> you know? Because the budget couldn't afford a third. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, the two cops being Deputy Mooney, played by John Vernon. He's the dean from Animal House. And mm-hmm. Sheriff Hansen played by John Allen Nelson of Deathstalker 3. I love the fact that Mooney is a paranoid drunk and hates the new sheriff. <laughs> you know, he's such a crusty old fuck. <laughs> yeah, see, see, I, I've always thought, you know, that, that like, Vernon is the same character. It, it's, uh, it's Dean Mooney. He's the same guy. He got fired from the animal house, and then now he's stuck in this podunk town dealing with, like, this younger supervisor, and that's why he's so fucking grumpy. Mm, yeah, well, fair enough then. Fair enough. Although I don't think a timeline would work because this is 1988 and Animal House was 79. So, mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, Johnny, you and your timeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stick up for, for continuity. Anyway, so at Lover's Lane, aka Top of the World, we meet mm-hmm. Mike, played by Grant Kramer of the camptastic New Year's Evil, coming to my podcast on New Year's Eve. <laughs> that, that'll be fun. <laughs> he's now a he's now a movie producer a producer. Got a turn to Sean Connery. A movie producer. His girlfriend, Debbie, played by Suzanne Snyder of Return of the Living Dead 2. And they're making it on an inflatable raft on the back of his car. A the fuck? <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Couldn't they couldn't afford a mattress. Yeah, that was weird. On the director's commentary, which I watched while writing this, I listened to it actually when I'm writing this, this take, mm-hmm. that's a nod to Indiana Jones. So, eh. <laughs> I guess if you're stretching it. But, mm. uh, there's no even point even thinking. But you said these were supposed to be teens. These guys are, these like Suzanne and, and uh, Grant Kramer, they're obviously got to be late 20s. There's no way they yeah. even look like they're teens. Yeah, What's his name? Grant uh, Kramer is 27 and yeah. Susan Snyder is 25, I think, 26, 25. And mm-hmm. even that, John, what's his name? John Allen Nelson is 26. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we'll just play <clears throat> teens, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love the fact that all the teenagers are drinking beer beer. What is mm-hmm. the 80s and beer beer? I just love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beer beer is always great. Uh, we, I, beer beer always seems to make its way to this podcast doesn't it yeah that's about what three podcasts now it's popped up with beer beer <laughs> i know i thought it was a trauma thing because i've only ever seen beer beer used in trauma movies so mm, guess not uh, i love the fact that all the other teens are drinking beer but he's drinking uh, champagne but of course because he's classier 
Yeah, classier. It's, it's to go good with you know the the raft in the back seat of his car. Yeah, yeah, the raft in the back seat. And up drives the bane of this movie for me, the Terenzi brothers, Rich played by Michael Segal, and Paul played by Peter Legacy. And what else? An ice cream truck. Who the fuck would I idea of having an ice cream truck up to Lover's Lane? Well, when you, when, once you're done getting laid, you either smoke a cigarette or get something to eat. So, you know, they were hoping maybe you wanted some ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. By the way, one of the writers uh, wanted the clown light at the top of that um, ice cream van, but it was destroyed in an explosion, so he was pissed. <laughs> you know? Oh, no. Uh, and apparently- yeah, the, the, like, like you said, the Terenzi brothers are your bane. For me, I, I liked them. When they're like, if they were only in like the beginning of this movie, they mm. would have been fine. Like for this this little shtick here, but the the problem is they're in the entire movie. So yeah, and yeah. Again, more and more greatness the movie goes on. It's like uh, die already. <laughs> yeah, but like I say, it's, they're an annoyance, but not like a major killer. So mm. yeah, and apparently these two were nightmares to work on set because they never stuck to the script and they kept messing around on set and it pissed off the 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 um the directors so mm-hmm. there we have it i love the the, the two girls who try to romance the <clears throat> average girls as the directors call them on the commentary <laughs> average that, that was their way of not saying nerd and fat yeah yeah fat and, and greedy uh these two are locals who could not stop looking at the fucking camera this was the 25th take and oh, the news to, <laughs> i mean oh, how bad is it if, if that's the 25th take? she's looking directly at the fucking camera i mean mm-hmm. god almighty so anyway, so after Mike and Debbie have made out, they see a shooting star and decide to see where it's crashed. And by the way, that car goes from an estate car to a pickup with a flat back as the the, the UFO flies past. Wait, what? It goes from... <laughs> you, know, you know, as many times as I've seen this, I never noticed it. Yeah, it changes because the camera is looking down as the camera, the camera looks up rather, as they're looking at the sky and there's no roof to the car, right. so I'm going, it's a pickup, it's a flat truck. You son you're of a... Right. <laughs> you're right, because they're both laying down their backs, and then, mm-hmm. like, the whole screen lights up yellow, and you can tell from their reaction, their scene, I, and I love the, the the cartoon effect of the shooting star, <laughs> but yeah, you can tell yeah. that uh, they can see what's going on. Wow. I just love that one. It was like, oh, God, that's so cheap, but nobody notices it until you actually look, at, look for it, so there we have it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the UFO lands or rather, a shooting star lands next to the town hermit, Farmer Green, played by Royal Dano of the Camptastic House 2. Watch that movie. It is just fucking hilarious. And don't forget, he's also the drunk in Ghoulies 2 as well. Is he? All right. Yeah. That's goes to years, mind you. So. Him and his bloodhound, uh, Pooh. Is it Pooh or Boo? Pooh, anyway. because when he's looking for the dog, he calls him Pooh Bear. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah, like Winnipeg, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they're to see it. He thinks it's, it's Haley's Comet and he'll be rich somehow. How the fuck does I make him rich? I mean, mm, he's got a, a bucket and a spade. What the hell is he going to do with that thing? Dig out chunks of the. <laughs> well, see, I, I, see well, every time I watched this, I thought it was kind of like a play on, like, you know, Stephen King and Creep Show, you know, when he finds yes. the meteor, you know, he's the country bumpkin. Yes, I, I just wrote right there. Why am I yep. getting Stephen King from this Creep Show much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, are we psychic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, that dog was a, run, a local untrained dog, and all it wanted was to run for food or its owner. And this introduction scene was 15 takes in. Oh Jesus! <laughs> still, I just that, that was still, you know, that's still not as many takes as the 
as as the the, the ter- girlfriends of the Terenzi brothers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So the old man finds the huge big top, thinking it's a circus, and investigates, thinking he'll get free stuff. Is that how that works in America? You just find a big top and get free tickets. Uh, he's he's. How do I say this nicely? He's not the smartest guy in the world. Yeah, he's a hermit. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think it's because he's a hermit. I, I just think he's kind of stupid. But mm. Mm. I love the accent he has. It's sort of deep south, yet it's supposed mm-hmm. to be set in the Midwest. So, mm. okay then. Uh, but it was I? Yes, Pooh is the first victim as a cloud opens a portal and snatches up the dog. I've got to feel sorry for this old man. He's pretty much crying as the dog disappears. His only friend in the world is dead. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's kind of kind of sweet. Yeah, it's 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 you know it's it's a very sad scene, and then it turns into like, I, <laughs> you know, we're picking on this guy for being like you know a country or hermit bumpkin, but I really like the scene when he sees you know you know Pooh Bear's gone and he's looking around, and he's yelling at the he's yelling at this <laughs> at the circus tent, and he says he's gonna tear it down with his bare hands, and he's full of rage. It's actually a really good scene coming from this absurd character. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's. That's, like I said, it's kind of pity, the old guy. Anyway, so the old man punches the tent and finds out it's not a tent, it's metal. Uh, he's then attacked by Stretch and turned into Candy Floss, or what's it you call it in America? Cotton uh, Candy? Uh, cotton Candy, yep. yeah, yeah. By the way, the three, the three main aliens are called Stretch, Fatso, and Killer, the little one. <laughs> so, the little one's called Killer, that's fantastic. <laughs> I just love that one. Yeah, although apparently the, the two directors disagreed with the names of the other clowns so I'm going to call them what I call them later on in the, the review so there we have it anyway back at the station Curtis arrests two punks for having a romantic date in the park what a dickhead you know all they're doing is, is walking through the park having some a nice romantic walk and he arrests them what a dick yeah yeah he says it was he said what would they say oh it's just a nice night you know he the the one that looks really like a punk is the really effeminate one it's just such a nice night we're having a glass of wine what's wrong with that yeah yeah and he goes yeah you're nothing but a dirty sleazy punk yeah whatever mate uh dear oh dear i, I don't I, I don't know what it is but i do not like this this curtis guy at all he's such a complete arse wipe mm-hmm. you know but i guess that's the whole point of his character to be a complete dick but yep there we have it. So Mike and Debbie find the tent UFO, or how big talk the fuck like call it, in the woods, and they find two candy floss cocoons with Pooh Bear and the farmer inside them and run the hell of it. And I swear to God, inside this tent UFO, I swear to God, it was like the inside of Tim Burton's mind, <laughs> you know. Oh God, yeah, this was like straight uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, you know, on mm. acid, and that says a lot. Yeah, that does say a lot, yeah, yeah. And there's a cutscene where Debbie explains why she's afraid of clowns, hence why they kidnap her later on in the movie. It turns out when she was five, she went to go and see a clown act, and she was picked out of the the, the um, audience to have a performance, and she was scared of these six-feet clowns all around her in packet makeup, and they laughed at her and spit her with water and humiliated her, so she's now afraid of clowns, as you oh, do. That would terrify anyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, apparently it was cut because it was slowing down the, the flow of the movie, so yeah, there we have mm-hmm. it. Oh yes, Clowns Are Us, which was voted the worst line of the 80s on some bullshit website. Eh, I don't know why I did that, but I just added that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said, I listened to the director's commentary and they spewed out all this, 
little chunks of knowledge, nuggets of knowledge, and that was one of the ones that made me giggle, so I wrote it down. <laughs> um, yeah. On to the power source of the UFO. And can we say Star Wars? I think we can, you know, mm. with the giant, what was it, Tesla coil thing in a giant like, empty space sort of thing. Yeah. And... Um, I, I, I mean, we, we were we were making fun of it, like how, how it's basically, you know, Tim Burton's mind, but I, I love it. I love just the absurdity and the simplistic, you know, look of the inside hmm. of this uh, uh, spaceship. Yeah, yeah. Most of the, the inside of the UFO was actually made from stuff found in 99 cent store, i.e. lights, plastic bulbs and just bits of tubes. So there we have it. <laughs> and it worked. It worked for me. And it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the clowns, Chase, Mike and Debbie, and fires popcorn from a popcorn gun, which coats them both in living popcorn. I love that. <laughs> popcorn goes mm-hmm. around corners when they yep. fire it. I just love that. Uh, apparently that was shot at least five times because every time they ran, the popcorn fell off. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, just, just this, whole, this whole scene for once, you know, they get inside this uh, spaceship it's just so absurd, but so good. Like, you know, we didn't mention, like, when they find uh, the, the hermit and they, uh, they pull part of the cotton candy off, and you see that that bloody face. It's just so good and creepy. And then it just, the pace picks up, and they're, they're being chased by these gigantic clowns. It's, it just, it's just horrifying when you think about it, but in a fun mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I love the balloon animal, the sniffer dog balloon animal. Yes. <laughs> I love that one. It's probably a... a um, modeling bones make a, a dog out of it and it goes rrr, 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 and runs after them which I loved and by the way yeah, and that it, thing and dis- even, I, I think it even sniffs too when it's like trying to smell for tracks mm, yeah 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 although that thing disappears between shots because it kept on exploding when it touched it onto the the forest floor so they put tape or sticky tape on the bottom of it but it looks stupid so they just cut it <laughs> <laughs> so the clown's running around with just, a, just a, the leash sort of thing and that was, was it six bone animals before they put sticky tape on? So, oh, there we have it. <laughs> I'd you got to live and learn with this this type of guerrilla filmmaking, you know? Yes, yes. As I said to you, when I messaged you a couple of days back, this has a lot of slapdash filmmaking around it. You know, this was a lot of quick, we're going to do this as quick as humanly possible, and we've got this amount of money, and that's all we've got. Mm-hmm. Because apparently the, the most amount of it on the actual clown masks and the outfits themselves what was left went to the effects and what was left was then used for whatever you know, as i say it's 99 cent store so yeah and that makes sense too because like just just the look of these clowns and then when you see like the animatronics that go into a character that we'll, we'll be getting to by the end of the movie it's just it, it it makes a lot of sense and they did i think they got their money's worth out of it mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely got their money's worth out of it so they run away from the clowns, and Debbie tells Mike to go to the cops as she knows someone on the, the staff that would believe her story. I am, I'm thinking, how is that? Oh, by the way, did I use the same shot for the, the the outside of that police station time and time and time again? Is every time you cut back to the station, it's the same shot with the, the police car and their Jeep parked outside it? <laughs> I just love that. you got to save money. Yeah, true, true, very true. So the clowns are now free to kill people in inventive ways, such as giving one candy. <laughs> I just love that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. I love that scene when you have the. I don't know the clown's name, but the one clown, uh, he, he he's looking off into the distance, and then he 
says something in clown in clown ease or whatever the fuck it is and then they just start <laughs> walking to the town in this really cool rock score i guess rock slash synth score it's just a, another creepy cool scene mm-hmm. mm. apparently the, that the performers hated the clown suits because they couldn't see where they were going that were hot and they could barely breathe inside i think because they were zipped into it completely so they mm. hated plus they were they were weirdly designed with the legs you had to look sort of waddle like a like a penguin well, yeah, there's um, that. There, there's a couple of them. You know, they got those big fucking shoes. A lot of them, they had hmm. to take, like, high knee-lifting or steps, you know, so they probably, hmm. because they couldn't, like you just said, they couldn't see where they are going, so they did want to trip over their own uh, clown shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, the only one that got away with it was the little one playing Killer. He's wearing bog-standard shoes, so <laughs> good for him. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> yeah, naturally. So now inside the police station, Debbie tells Sheriff, is he Sheriff or a deputy? I think I think he's a deputy. <clears throat> okay then. Uh, Sheriff Dave, the story of the UFO, and surprise, surprise, and Mooney doesn't believe them and just mocks him openly because he's a complete absolute dick. I mean, you should mention that he actually tries to beat up the punks earlier mm-hmm. on in the movie and Dave stops them because apparently Dave is fresh out of the police academy. But yeah, he's something been like, promoted. He's like a, I think I think like Mooney calls him like a hot shot or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's also a dropped line where he's actually promoted above Mooney, so there's jealousy there. Mm-hmm. It just adds to his grumpy-ass character. Mm. Mm. As I say, I love the fact that Mooney's a salty old prick because he's probably a cop for 20 years, yet he's been put under a rookie cop, in essence, free of police academy because he knows all the list procedures and such. So he's a, he's a miserable prick. I just love that. Yeah, he's, he's stuck in this endless job <laughs> dealing with, you know, Mike and all these, you know, punks and everything, because I'm sure he knows who Mike is, because no, he does, because he's like, you work, you're with the Terenzi brothers, so, you know, he's dealing with these kids, and it's just like another reason, like, it's the guy from Animal House, you know, he first he dealt with the Deltas, and now he's dealing with these assholes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I love the, the little piece of foreshadowing where Mooney shouts, you'll, make a, you'll not make a dimmit of me! Yeah, he's turned mm-hmm. into a dummy, much less on yes. the movie. I just love that. It's like, oh, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Stretch kills a teen by putting on a puppet show and then shoots him with a Candy Force ray gun. And this guy who played in the Stretch movie hated this, this scene because he couldn't hold the sock puppet and the gun and aim it straight. So this thing was done like take after take after take until I got it straight. I mean, God yeah. almighty. These poor guys in, in their suits, you know? Yeah, like I said, they're blind. They can't walk. They can't breathe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're man. Just sweating buckets. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, they must be quite heavy suits, especially with all the, the padding, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I guess you have to suffer for your art, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, Killer and another clown I'm going to call Tall Guy. Uh, because he's tall. <laughs> sure. trashed, trashed a local drugstore while the owner just stands there and does absolutely nothing. <laughs> I love this scene. I love it. It's just it's it's in the tune of like you know gremlins and critters when they're trying to learn quote unquote our our uh, society or whatever. It's just stupid little gags like he's um I guess what were you gonna call him the tall one or whatever. He yeah. he's looking yeah. for different like. Things of like he's he's going through the beauty aisle and he you know he sneezes in the in the baby powder and gets it all over him and squirts like shaving cream all over himself and stuff. It, it it's good funny uh, shtick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah I was getting a lot of critters from it 
when the critters mm-hmm. first roll into town sort of stuff and they go the E.T. thing or who you sort of stuff so yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'm just getting like I said this is a, a classic B-movie and it and all takes so just run with it you know Absolutely. <laughs> who cares anyway so Debbie and Mike I think take Dave to the UFO site only after Dave takes Debbie home to be safe as we find out she's date him but wait a minute here they say she's in high school and he's fresh out of Police Academy. What's the age difference supposed to be? You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good thing he's uh, on the police force or else he could have been <laughs> arrested by the police force, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they talk about how they're, they're still in school. I'm thinking it to be high school and not college. So, uh, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's... I think it's like maybe college freshmen, even though, like I said, they look like they're almost 30. Mm, yeah, okay then. Okay then, fair enough. Fair enough. Ah yes, my personal favourite gag of this movie is the pizza gag that took all night to film because they couldn't get Killer, the little clown, to pop out of the pizza box, right, and point the gun and pull it out from under the boxes and point the gun at the woman. So it was filmed all fucking night. <laughs> but I love that one. They go to the door, pizza. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you know, it may have taken that many takes, but oh my gosh, it was perfect, you know. It's this like hot chick, and she's in like a she's in a skimpy like negligee. Mm-hmm. She's got you know she's obviously had a rough day because she's got like a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And then the doorbell rings, and open the door, and it's the fat guy because you can hear him go pizza. Like of course <laughs> they can they can speak English now. Yeah, yeah. And she 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 just she's still in her pissy mood. Like obviously she didn't get laid or something that night, and she's like oh pizza. And then it's what it is. It's like three or four clowns holding up like twenty pizza boxes, and then suddenly the top <laughs> lid pops out. Here comes Killer, and he just zaps her, and he starts giggling, and then it's so good. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring it up. Can the clowns speak English? Because they speak English sometimes, then they just grunt or speak. Uh, was it called it clownese? You called it? Yeah, I just so, said clownese. So, uh, so okay then. Okay, then. that's kind of weird. Do they speak English or not? Uh, moving on. So Dave takes Debbie home. And here she takes a shower where she has popcorn on her long johns. Why is she wearing long johns? Because it's summer. <laughs> Which hatches into clown-headed flowers. Okay then. Apparently that one teeny little piece of popcorn crawling along the floor cost $5,000 to animate. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it was worth that amount of money, but it mm. didn't look good. No, 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 no. I think it myself is you're gypped in that. <laughs> but a yeah. string would have done the same thing. But yeah, I, like I said, once the, the suits were made up and once uh, the effects chewed up the budget, what was left was, was put into the actual movie. I was thinking, could you get cheaper effects? I mean, for crying out loud. Because mm-hmm. some of the effects in this movie are rough, to be kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are, but like it just the, the clowns' suits and the animatronics definitely make up for it, I think. Yes, I also asked the charm of the movie. Like, the, mm-hmm. the effects are kind of ropey and kind of rough. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it, it's in the vein of these cheesy, you know, 50s, 60s sci-fi movies too. So. Yes, yes, exactly. exactly. Apparently this is supposed to be in the same vein as The Blob. So, there we have Oh, it. I can see that, definitely. Mm. So back to Killer and Tall Guy still trashing the chemist and the shot of Killer spraying shaving foam was five takes because he couldn't see when he was spraying that can. It's supposed to hit the guy clean in the face, but he couldn't hit him on, on the mouth. Um, mm-hmm. So if you, if you notice between shots, the cream, the shaving foam rather goes from 
the mouth to the nose <laughs> and around the face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, and apparently the sneezing gag they had to reshoot again and again and again because he kept on inhaling the dust <laughs> as it was blow up in his face. So that was a tricky day, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, if it wasn't bad enough for that poor guy in the suit. Mm. Yeah, he had air blowing up talcum powder in his face all night <laughs> and inhaling the stuff for crying out loud. So as I say, so Mike takes Dave to the UFO site, but it's gone. So Dave doesn't believe him, even though there's a fucking huge crater. What the <laughs> fuck does he think a fucking bear shot in a wood knack pops up? I mean, Jesus. And he doesn't believe him at all, which I don't get that. I mean, there's a huge hole in the ground. He goes, where's the tent then? Uh, cops. Yeah, it, it's just, you know, like I said, it's in the vein of like the 50s and the 60s, you know. The cops never believed the, you know, the meddling kids. It's, it's Scooby-Doo, you know. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he's an 80s cop. He's a fucking idiot, so. Mm-hmm. There we have it. I'm surprised the cop. Did, at least he didn't have sound effects, you know, whenever he yeah, walked by. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's very, very true. And it looks the car didn't explode when they crashed the car. So, yeah. Eh. So, back to Killer, who is now taking on a biker gang yes. and I love this scene I love the fact you can see the zip behind the mask <laughs> as he mm-hmm. turns around you can see the little zip up the back of his head mm-hmm. um, and I love the fact uh, the biker guy trashes his little kid's tricycle thing and he puts on box gloves just knocks his head clean off the <laughs> I just love that yeah. it's very shades yeah, it, of um, it shades uh, of Jason takes Manhattan yeah absolutely and uh, the thing is, though, it's it's another scene where they suddenly can speak English because when the kid, when the when killer, I guess we're calling him, jumps down, mm-hmm. he's got the, the boxing gloves on. He says, "Put up your dukes." Yeah, put up your dukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, can you speak English or not? <laughs> and it's it's a great scene because you know it's this big, you know, he, he's an intimidating biker guy. I don't know who the actor is, but he reminded me of like the the Native American dude, you know, Billy from Predator. You know, he he looked like him. And then he says, "What are you gonna do? Knock my block off?" and Boom, the head flies off, and then you got one of the bikers in the background going, oh, shit, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you, you had this great shot like of Killer's face just, just laughing maniacally. It's just it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Although what, what caught my attention was the graffiti on the walls. What does it say? Shoot them all and let God sort them out. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's an old quote from something I've heard. Kill them yeah. all and let God sort them out. Yeah, and... What was that thing? This is the gateway to hell or something like that. And it was all like, what the hell? All the graffiti on the walls. It's kind of weird. On to, I swear to God, the creepiest part of this movie is, I think it's Fatso, the fatter clown, is stalking a little girl. In oh, no, no, the, it's not Fatso. Fatso is a different one, but I know who you're talking about. Oh, I know right. Scene. right. Anyway, as I was saying, so the, shall I say, a larger clown then? <laughs> Sure, not so fat, so <laughs> yeah, not so fat, so yeah, yeah. One, ch- uh, two chins a day, fucking six chins. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's stalking the little girl, and that is creepy as fuck. Because I should explain, there's a burger joint in a place called was it Big Top Burgers or Big yeah, Circus yeah, Burger? I think yeah, Circus Burger or Big Top Burger, something like that. All right, right, yeah, yeah. And did Pennywise watchers take notes? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was getting Pennywise from this bit as he's beckoning the little kid to come to the window and he's playing the uh, Geekaboo stuff and oh, oh, that was creepy. I mean, 
it, it's it's pure like in the beginning you know this little girl sitting at her at, at the table and she's not eating dinner and mom's yelling at her eat your french fries or some stupid shit like that mm. and she looks at not so fat so i guess we're gonna call her <laughs> and she, he's you know doing peekaboo with her and i'm getting pure pedophile vibe out you know like come in my van type mm. of thing and then he does you know the whole he's, he's moving the finger like come here i got something for you and she's slowly creeping out to the door and behind him this is what turns it from creepy to comical he's got this big oversized mallet that he's holding behind his back yeah the huge mallet the huge harlequin mallet yeah i just love that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> other what was it what did the parents say the tournament say oh i hate coming here and the one yeah. parent goes yeah unless you're a winner what the fuck was that i mean <laughs> yeah who knows about that mm, it was, but that scene is like the perfect mixture of of creepy and comical mm. Mm. I love the fact that none of the children at the table eat the gherkins from the the burgers. Everybody hates gherkins, then it's not just me. Uh, uh, those, those pickles are those. Trust me, if you've ever been to like a McDonald's or something like that, you don't eat the pickles. Ugh, yeah, they're rank. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, I worked for McDonald's a couple of years back. You don't want to touch the <laughs> the pickles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. Or the fucking lettuce. We're crying out all that stuff. You're sitting there all bloody night. Or the um, special sauce, which was. An interesting exper- uh, experience, and I found out what was that stuff was made of. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Then. <laughs> yes, yes. Or the special, um, what was it called? The what the hell is that stuff called? The special mayonnaise sauce. Oh, I don't Which, know. Oh, believe me, this is disgusting. They take Big Mac sauce, right, and okay. leave it on a ra- on a radiator to heat up overnight, right, and then shake it, put it back in the fridge. Take it out and put it on the big tasties. It's fucking gross. Yes, for customers that cannot that they cannot stand. Or they take the mayonnaise and add their own creamy mayonnaise to it. Just leave it at that. The Slocky Horror Podcast Show never to ever be, you know, recommended by McDonald's. <laughs> we will never ever have them as our sponsor after tonight's episode. I'm sorry, but the dirty secret I can tell about McDonald's is beyond a fucking joke. Anyway, back to this movie because we've just lost a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but the stuff I can talk about McDonald's was just ridiculous. But moving on. Where was I now? Oh, yes. Mike takes Dave to Lover's Lane. Leave it. And <laughs> <laughs> here they find all the abandoned cars and no people, just I don't know, what, shoes and such, bits and pieces, and one Jeep coated in candy floss, which cost over $5,000 to repair, as that fake candy floss ate through the vinyl in the car seats and the car roof. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, it gets worse. That Jeep was a promo Jeep given by Jeep to promote the 1989 Jeep. And could I say Jeep in that sentence anymore? <laughs> yeah, take a shot every time Johnny says Jeep. <laughs> yeah, so one of the... the um, the two brothers had to pay for the repairs out of his own pocket, which pissed him right off. <laughs> I mean, I take it Jeep was, what, about 20000 25000 in 88 or 87? Way just, out of my price range. Why did you just buy the fucking car and started paying for repairs for crying out loud? Uh, what was it? He's back to Mooney, who's reading Gunport magazine, as you do, while laughing at it, as you don't. <laughs> Uh, he's taking phone calls from people being kidnapped by clowns all night. Yeah, he doesn't do a fucking goddamn thing. All he does is slam back Jack Daniels. 
Well, he's thinking. He's thinking. It's 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 uh, it's uh, not not Dave. Who's the other lead? Mike. Think it. He thinks it's Mike and the Terenzi brothers getting these people to play pranks on him. So that's by the end of it, he doesn't answer anybody. He that's, he basically says like, oh well, fuck all of you guys. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because he says, oh, he says you guys are trying to drive me crazy and run me off the force. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the fact he's sitting reading a mag, uh, magazine for guns and he's laughing at it and going, mm-hmm. hey, how drunk is he? <laughs> I mean, Christ almighty. He's either drunk or just sadistic, so, or a little bit of both. Mm, yeah, 60-40. Uh, the <laughs> teens are, what the hell was I now? I missed a bit. Uh, da, 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 I didn't miss a bit. What the fuck does that say? Oh, yes. The t- <laughs> can you, can you oh, I'll leave that in. I guess getting left in, yeah, yeah. Uh, the team getting chased by a clown uh, who is driving an invisible car it was supposed to be the original opening, but the effects weren't working, so it was put in the middle of the movie as it another uh, kill by the clowns mm-hmm. uh, as they're running amok, basically. But the teenager is Joe Lobardo, played by Johnny Martin. He's now a stuntman and a second-year director of films such as Drive Angry and Texas Chainsaw 3D. Ooh. Mm, interesting fact there for me. Anyway, he was supposed to be one of the first people that Mike and Debbie find coated in cotton candy cocoons. Yeah, time times fast. At the start, because if you'd meant if you go back to the start of the movie, they find two people in cocoons and they actually name drop Joe Lombardo like That's several true. times. So they fucked up there. Yeah, well. Like I say, it's grower filming. Who cares? Yeah, you know, and, they've already spent, you know, 25 takes on the Trendy Brothers girl and then 10 takes on Pooh Bear, so they don't have much time to fix mm. all the other mistakes. Yeah, speaking of which, the car crash was supposed to be a much more bigger explosion. It was supposed to have the car flying clean off the, the sort of uh, country roads. Mm-hmm. But apparently there was a, a cock-up where there was a sandbag just on the barrier and there was a guide rope to guide the car sort of towards the, the edge of the... the um, the dip and they've got to remove the, the sandbag and remove the guide rope so the car just sort of boop and bumped into the the stream underneath and just exploded that's supposed to be a much more grander explosion but eh one take Whoop. moving on yeah. whoops it's good enough let's go yeah that's good enough Mate, moving on next back to Big Top Burger yeah so it's actually called Big Top they're not Big Circus <laughs> and okay. with the clown that went for a little girl earlier eh, I'm going to call him question mark because okay. he's got a question mark haircut, you know. Uh, he plants popcorn in a dumpster to kill a hapless employee. I just love that employee. He just gets dragged into mm-hmm. the bin and scoffed. Yep. <laughs> I just love that. It's, it's, so, it's a great gag with great like sound effects and then just the, the mystery of what's happening inside, but you hear like him screaming and you see the, the dumpster shaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's a cheap effective kill, but... Yeah. We're on a small budget, so moving on. So Debbie is now shivered and dressed. She fights off the clown hatchlings. And then three clowns come to her door and encase her in a balloon. Because they've now got bone-firing guns for some reason. Well, I love this whole sequence. You know, when she gets out of the tub and she's drying herself off, and, you know, she's fighting these giant clown, baby clown heads on, like, snake bodies that are coming out of the toilet. <laughs> or, no, they're coming out of the hamper. My mistake. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. one comes out of the toilet. I'm not sure. Yes. And then, yes. She, then she's running away and she's going to jump out the window and she looks down and she's got clowns dressed as firemen mm-hmm. and they got like a little um like a little uh I don't know, cushion for her to jump on. 
So mm. that stops her. So it was just like another funny gag. And then she gets caught by the clown and put into a fucking balloon. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. They've, they've got this sort of the comedy trampoline thing. They're holding mm-hmm. it up. They go, jump, jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, the clown, because I think her actually speaks, because the, the chap at the door, and she goes to answer the door. And it goes, Debbie, it's Mike, open the door. So they can now speak mm-hmm. perfect English then. And okay. they can mimic. Yeah. Mm. And they can, uh, that's weird. So a clown I'm going to call Stan, due to the Stan Laurel haircut, <laughs> <laughs> attacks a group of people at a bus stop using shadow puppets. Oh, such a good scene. Yeah, such a good scene. Yeah, yeah, the best scene in the movement, in my opinion. Using the T-Rex. I love the T-Rex one. I mean, what's it? he has a rabbit. He has an elephant. He has... George what? Washington crossing was, the river. Was that how it was? George Washington. Yeah. And it just goes to a T-Rex. <laughs> with glowing that. eyes. Yes, with glowing eyes, of course. Of course. So Dave and Mike see this. They freak the fuck out. And they try to run over Stan. But he just loops away and vanishes into fresh air. I just love that. They just and vanishes. Mm-hmm. I love the sound effects in this also. Yeah. It was basically just like a little boing noise, I think, <laughs> when he jumped out of the way. Yes. Yes. Uh, so back to the now fully drunk Mooney, who doesn't listen when Dave Reeves is asking for help because he's a paranoid, delusional twat. He thinks mm-hmm. everyone is against him. Why? Oh. Because Dave was promoted above him. Go be yourself, you selfish old git. You know? I mean, oh my god. And Mooney's definitely in the Debbie Downer of the party. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mike teams up with the Trenzy brothers to take on the clowns for reasons well, what you know, does he do he says he says debbie's got roommates with big boobs yeah 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 he'll yeah. get her he'll get them dates that's ridiculous as dave heads back to the station to get back up um i'm going to myself why don't you stay with a cop fuck these two more ones in the ice cream van <laughs> i mean <laughs> jesus christ so back at the station mooney ignores the telephones because he's now fucking pissed mm. uh, arrests question mark by putting him in, in a cell with the punks from earlier to be choked to death by a noisemaker with a hand at the end of it. I don't love this scene. <laughs> I mean, he pulls oh. the handcuffs and rests them, and they fall off when he's... <laughs> yeah, it starts off, and like the clown shows up, and he gives Mooney flowers, and of course, it's the whole water sprays him in the face, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, he, like you said, you, he puts him in, handcuffs him behind the back, and he tells the clown to start walking, and the clown walks away, and you just hear this wonderful thump sound effect. And you see that the clown has no hands, and Mooney is holding the clown's hands, still handcuffed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he goes, let me see your hands, and it just magically reappear. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. love that. Oh, God. But yeah, that, that sort of party blower thing, the hell that thing was with the hand, choking him, mm-hmm. then pulls him to the, cake, the, the the cell, and knocks him out. And then the clown turns to the punks, and they go, man, what are you in for? And they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love that. That is actually one of the, my favorite kills of this movie absolutely oh it's so good Mm -hmm. it's so good and like i said it's leading up to something so creepy which is just such a great payoff Mm. yes exactly exactly so david turns to the station finding it completely empty with huge clown footprints which he folds uh, and they're all over the wall and over the ceiling (laughs) for some reason Uh, it leads him to a puppet to mooney as dave talks to it and he goes what was it talking about something about uh, don't worry about it. I'm not playing around anymore. We just want to kill you, Dave, or something like that. It's, it's, it's yeah, too- he, he's uh, <laughs> the clown. The clown has got he's got Mooney sitting on his on his lap, 
and it, it's great. It's because you know, and Mooney's got two lines of blood like coming out of his mouth, so he looks like you know it's the lines for the ventriloquist mouth, mm-hmm. and the, the the clowns using him as a ventriloquist. And like at the end of their little conversation, I guess he says, "What's the problem, Dave? We only want to kill you." Yeah. And then yeah. it's fantastic because after he says that. You hear this like it's again it's another really good but gross sound effect. You hear this like squish noise, and it's the clown pulling his hand out of the back of Mooney, and the Mooney's body just falls to the side. And yeah. then you see the clown just lift up his hand, and it's covered in blood. And then he just shakes it, and you hear just whoosh noise yeah, like that, the blood like splattering on the ground. It's fantastic and creepy. Yeah, that was disgusting. I mean, I love oh, the, it was great. I love the fact that Mooney has two red dots on his cheeks. Yes. <laughs> Which is supposed to be clown thumbprint prints, mm-hmm. so there we have it. So anyway, so Dave takes on question mark and shoots him multiple times until he finally shoots him on the big red nose and kills him in a flurry of lights and glitter. So mm-hmm. there we have it. And note, it's a revolving pillar of, I think it was cardboard with mirror shards on it and it's spinning around, and it costs like what a hundred bucks to make, cheap but effective and pretty it cool. Works. And it hey, works, remember, yeah. this is, this is, these are props from the dollar store, so they work. <laughs> yes, yes. I love the effects, but they just explode into big puffs of, of glitter. That must be fun to clean it on set. Back to Mike and Terenzi Brothers, who run into the clown parade as a stuck-up cocooned people. And why am I getting Batman 9 from this, you know? Mm. I mean, it's very... When the, Batman, uh, so when the Joker has his whole parade... When he's throwing the money into the crowd, I'm going, I'm getting the timber and watching and take notes, you know. Yeah, he must have because this came came out. Batman came out, I think, the next year. Yes, the next year. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So and it's just it's just a great creepy scene. They're watching as there's so many clowns that we haven't seen yet riding this giant machine, you know, capturing people. No dialogue from anybody, and this again, this really cool rock synth score. I love it. Mm, yeah, yeah. I love the fact that it's a gigantic Hoover. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just sucks things yeah, just, up. Just sucking up all the the cotton candy bodies. Mm. So Dave rushes to uh, Debbie's house, and here he sees Stretch carrying the balloon. Debbie's inside, and what else? A clown car. <laughs> I just love that car. Um, which Mike falls and the Trenzy brothers. Sorry, yeah, Mike Falls and the Trenzy Brothers ice cream van. That fucking ice cream van, I swear to God, it's fucking useless. Mm-hmm. I mean, all they care about in this movie is having sex with girls and that fucking ice cream van. It's like, enough already. So Dave gives chase also in his cop car and they follow the clown car down to the pier after the Trenzy's total Dave's cop car, which doesn't explode. I'm stunned. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave drives the ice cream van and can these two annoying brothers just die already? They're working my last nerve. It's like, yeah, and it gets worse. They get yes, worse. Yes, they get worse. Yeah. All they care about is ice cream and ice cream puns. It's like, yeah. God, I mean, oh my God. And what did the two fat checks go? Did they just disappeared? Yeah. Well, they got their ice cream and ran. They, they. <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think. Well, like I said, one was a nerd and one was a big fat chick. There's no way they had any plans on having sex with these two dorks. They were just getting their food and leaving. Mm-hmm. I love the, the little badges or little pins that the brothers are wearing. Let's say we like girls. Um, oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, weird cooler than ice cream or something like that. It's like, oh, for fuck's Jesus sake. <laughs> Hipsters don't just love them. <laughs> oh. So at the pier, the clowns pull up 
and out pours several clowns in a little cop, uh, the little clown car. I just love that. <laughs> I've got like great guy. Yeah, great guy. You've got, got stretch. You've got tall guy. You've got fatso. I think it is and mm-hmm. killer and two other ones. Yep. I have no idea. Oh, that car is like. And they kill the poor hapless security guard with custard pies, which are acid-filled custard pies. It's such a good scene, and it's so goofy as shit too. You know, you got you get the security guard, and he he, and of course, you know, he's the old man security guard. You know that stereotype, and he just looks at the clowns. Each of the clowns are holding, you know, a cream pie, and he. It's a stupid line. What are you gonna do with them pies, boys? And he says it just like that. And then it just cuts to maybe five to ten seconds of this poor bastard just being covered <laughs> and covered with pies. And then it yeah. cuts to like this big giant steaming pile of whipped cream. So obviously it melted the dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, pun intended, the cherry on top of the cake is they're all mm-hmm. walking away. And then here comes Killer with a big oversized <laughs> fucking cherry and puts it on the pile. It's wonderful. Yeah, I love that one. The little cherry on top sort of thing. And just, he's oh, so pleased with himself. He's like, oh, and walks in. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. you little bust. Yeah, I, think he, I don't know if he claps or skips or something, but it's fantastic. He's so pleased with himself. So in go the men to rescue Debbie. Again, I love inside of this UFO. It's very Burton. You've got dinosaurs and aliens and snakes and God knows mm-hmm. what. Like I said, it's, it's like the inside of, of Burton's mind. Yep. I love the, the, the idea that Mike throws out that these clowns are reason why we are afraid of clowns because they've been coming here since for hundreds of thousands of years to kidnap humans. So that's why we're afraid of clowns. Yeah, and that's. I think he says that's probably where we got the idea of it too. Like one of you know someone mm-hmm. down. I don't know. However many you know millennia ago or whatever you want to say it. That's the wrong word. But saw one of these and that's where clowns came to being part of our society. Yes, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's an interesting idea of, of where clowns came from. So, yeah, mm-hmm. why, why not? So the boys split up, but of course they do. And the brothers find female clowns. Got it. The reason why I really hate this scene is like, <laughs> I, well, I'm glad because it means the Terenzi brothers are off screen for like another 20 minutes. Mm. But they're, they're they're going through some, you know, part of the, the spaceship or whatever, and they fall through a trap door and they fall into like this giant ball pit. And they look at these gigantic female clowns, and they're of course they're not scared because they're stupid. Yeah, and, they and think... of course the breasts are getting like the size of fucking watermelons. And then instead of them being scared, one of those dumbasses says, "Are you Debbie's roommates?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, it gets worse, by the way. There was a sex scene that was thankfully cut. <laughs> Ooh, gross. <laughs> yeah, <No>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. I think was right there. I mean, moving on very swiftly. <laughs> Thank you. So Mike hunts for the bone. Debbie is inside, inside the cotton candy storeroom, where there's literally hundreds, if not thousands, of cocoons and a couple of hundred balloons with all these people inside of them. But he only rescues one person. Moving on. Uh, they, uh, they find out the cocoons can melt the body down into red, I don't know, blood, liquid blood, which the clowns can drink from. By the way, the whole entire town is dead. Okay, then that was a quick one night. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty interesting. They really got rid of that town really fast. Mm, mm. I love the fact that Fatso is one to, to test the, the cocoons. He, he taps like a watermelon to see if it's ripe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he puts in this huge, what is that, silly straw or crazy straw? Yeah, and yeah we call them crazy up. straws. 
Yeah, and sucks it up. I just love that one. It's always the fat and one, doesn't it? Then he does a little belch, puts his like hand to his mouth and does like a little excuse me like type of motion and then walks away. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm loving these clowns. They're so creative, you know? Yeah, the, um, the creativity in this movie is fantastic and you wouldn't really think that from a movie titled Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm, mm. Yeah, I love the fact that he, like, he taps the, the cocoon to see if it's ripe. Mm-hmm. And he's going, oh, oh, is it ripe? <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, by the way, they... Silly straws or crazy straws. I hated these things in the 80s. about a fucking nightmare to clean. You know? Yeah, we hated cleaning them basically what it was. My mom bought them in, in bulk. <laughs> and she hated cleaning them too, so we used them once for chocolate milk and we threw them away. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, once for a milkshake. And it was that in the bin for yep. them. They were annoying. Thank God that fad died in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Mm. Where was I now? Da, 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 da. Oh, yes. So they now have Debbie and only Debbie. There's like dozens of fucking bones and they will get her out once dave shoots the the bone they then run for it as random clowns give chase around the funhouse ufo fatso is killed next sadly i liked him <laughs> he's quite mm-hmm. funny the clowns then chase him to the center of the 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 tent to face the leader but i love the fact that they, they go through like a what's it a wonky ass like um uh funhouse mm-hmm. uh then they go down like a, a a fireman's pole to like a, a sort of uh what was that that's that's Star Wars villain the Snarlax pit sort of thing. Yeah, they they were going down like like the like you said the fireman's pole and they're like why'd you stop here and then they look down there's like this gigantic uh you know I guess you were you were saying you know the the pit from Return of the Jedi or whatever mm. but uh, yeah this this reptilian creature with, with 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 fangs and everything was trying to bite them. Yeah yeah I love the fact that um as they're running through the place they go through like, the wounds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then they go to a door which opens. There's another door. There's another door and another door. <laughs> and then Mike's even saying another door, another door, another door. And the doors are getting smaller and smaller. Mm, yeah, I just love that one. So like I say, so they're at the centre of the uh, the UFO, uh, the tent sort of thing, and they're surrounded by dozens of clowns, and they're all armed with like knives and pitchforks and God knows what, and they're now surrounded. So Dave. Mike and Debbie climb up a sort of line tamer pref- uh, platform thing, and mm. here they face off against Clownzilla. Love it. Yes, which is played by Charles Chido, which is one of the brothers of the directors. Mm-hmm. Originally, this was supposed to be stop motion, but couldn't afford it, so this was a guy in a suit. <laughs> it looked better. It looked. I think it looked a lot better than it would if it was stop motion. Yes, exactly, exactly. Especially if it was five grand for a shitty fucking piece of popcorn. For crying out loud, mm-hmm. I mean. But yeah, I love that suit. I mean, <laughs> clownzilla. <laughs> yeah, and then the thing is, they the, there's some type of I don't know if it's a siren or a horn goes off and all the clowns stop. And then you look up and the door opens from the top and literally on strings, clownzilla is slowly <laughs> lowered to the ground. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's actually the Terenzo brothers barge through the, the wall, smash through mm-hmm. the wall, and, and the ice cream van. And they go, yep. what is it? My, I'm Bojo the Clown. Do not kill people, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he um, says, I'm Jojo the Clown. You know, step away from my friends or some stupid shit. And of course, all the clowns believe him. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that uh, the brothers are now in shredded outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as I said there's supposed to be a sex scene between the, the female clowns and them or a rape scene rather so yeah because yeah, f- their faces are covered in lipstick yeah 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 so just imply the fact that they were 
bite for life to get away from the girls. Moving on. So surrounded by clowns and totally fucked. It's down to the trends of us, as I said, to save the day. Except the idiots stole the van like a fucking bunch of morons. How hard is it to break through one fucking wall? Oh, dear God. So it's down to, to Dave to take on Clownzilla. As Clownzilla blows up the ice cream van, the rest run for it. Yeah, and we're thinking, oh, thank God, no more Terenzis. Mm, yeah, I was thinking to myself, I think, fuck, he's dead. So UFO takes off. Dave stabs Clownzilla in the nose, killing it as the UFO blows up. Yeah, um, it's a really, it's a really co- I think it's a really cool, cheap, cheesy effect as everyone's escaping you know dave's you know clownzilla's like lifting him up with one hand it's like you know king kong with 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 the woman and you see like the all the 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 posts and everything get sucked into the top of the 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 big top and it's spinning around like a fucking you know top like Mm -hmm. literally or a dreidel or whatever you want to fucking call it flying away and what does dave do he grabs i think he grabs his badge Mm -hmm. and he that's what he does to, to puncture the nose and it's a really cheap but nice looking uh explosion effect as yeah. as as all the other cops finally decide to show up yeah and sadly the brothers survive and what else the bloody clown car which was parked outside the fucking ufo how the f- oh moving on <laughs> yeah, what was it? it was just hey i thought you guys were dead no we held in we hid in the freezer with the ice cream uh, so yeah. it was another ice, ice cream save the day mm-hmm. so dave and the rest are then coated in cream pies which should have killed them hello mm-hmm. the acid yeah. uh, moving on as credits roll on this camptastic 80s uh, i don't know b movie <laughs> yeah i would say that hmm. so that was killer clowns from outer space a cheesy yet fun what was it 90 minutes long i mean this yeah. thing goes like that it's it's fast it's, it's- yeah, I got the DVD. It says one hour, 26 minutes. So not mm. even 90 minutes. Mm, well, not to be taken seriously at all. It's only flaw for me is the annoying brothers. So yeah. what do you see? Oh, I absolutely love it, dude. I love, <laughs> um, you know, the Terenzi brothers be damned. It's 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 fun. It's fast paced. It's cheesy. There are some really good creepy horror elements to it. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. A lot of fun. Love it. Mm. Okay, then before we give our, our scores, let me explain the scoring. It's in beer. The higher the score, the more beer you need to enjoy it. One star is one beer. Two stars is a six-pack. Three stars is an 18-pack. Four stars is a keg. And five stars is a bottle of whiskey or scotch. I'm going to give this thing one star. This is funny, camp, and dumb fun. So what you give it? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it two. Um, Only because I just... I can't stand the Terenzi brothers at all. Anytime they're on screen, I hate them. But okay. that's, I mean, because we're not doing halves, so I'd give it a one and a half. So, But I'm, I hate them enough to give it a two. But you know what? Just pound a couple beers real quick before you watch this, and you'll be able to stomach <laughs> them. It's, it's, it's a blast. Such fun. Uh, the most fun I've had discussing a film on this since probably Elvira. Mm, yes, exactly. Yes, that's part of my mind also. So thank you for listening to this. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe, and leave a five-star review on whatever the hell you found this thing. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at SchlockyHorror and Instagram at Schlocky underscores pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and follow Eric on... 
Uh, you can follow me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Hey Internet Eric here, or Twitter is Movies underscore Beer three six five. And I got my other podcast, uh, Two Bearded Losers. Just go to twobeardedlosers.com. It'll take you to the YouTube page. Click the about, and that gives you all the links to link or to listen to us, find us, all that jazz. Okay, and don't forget to check out my second podcast, or rather first podcast, Here's Sean's Reviews, which is on Podbean, which is a weekly podcast. I look at absolutely bloody anything and everything that catches my eye. <laughs> and I'm usually a lot more mean to the movies on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. Just use his Halloween 2018 review, for example. Oh, good God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or Star Wars uh, Force. There's a Force of I gave it a bad review. Moving on. Next week will be our Christmas special with a special guest. So find out if it will be naughty or nice. Uh, bye. And remember, ice cream, you scream, but in space, no one can eat ice cream. Bye. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ.